being recorded. Welcome to this episode of the Montpelier Happy Hour here on WVEW 107.7 LP Brattleboro, your community radio station. I'm your host, Olga Peters, and today on the show we have regular contributor Emily Kornheiser, who's one of three reps for the town of Brattleboro. Welcome, Emily. Hello, Olga. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. And Senate Pro Tem, as well as Senator for Wyndham County, Becca Ballant. Hello, Becca. Good morning. And are are you all still, I'm still feeling a little wigged out by the Zoom lady voice that came on a few minutes ago. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was the Facebook voice or a Zoom voice, but if... Oh, about um, the recording? Yes, that was a whole recording. new... A whole new yep. piece of the puzzle that's never appeared before. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. And it, part of me was like, well, I should hope so. That is part of the purpose of this today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so know. thank you, Emily. Thank you, Becca, for joining us today. Um, congratulations. You made it through another legislative session. Yeah, histor- A historic session, Olga. One like no other. And for you, what made it historic? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I know my answer to the question, but what what would be yours? (laughs) Well, to take over um, in the Senate as as the leader of the chamber during a pandemic, during uh, a lot of economic uncertainty, being sworn in the week we had an insurrection at the Capitol. We had a new president being sworn in uh, a few weeks into our session. So much change at once. We had so much pressure on us to both think about short-term needs of Vermonters while juggling the long-term. In speaking with my chair of appropriations, it was the most complicated budget she's ever had to help put together because of the federal funds involved. And again, the the different timelines. And, um, you know, and for me personally, being the the first woman to do the job certainly um i thought about that a lot and and expectations about what people thought women leaders should be like or what i should be like and um and also just having um two new leaders in those chambers at the same time mm-hmm. um so when i look back at what we were actually able to get done it's kind of remarkable people really on most days brought their best selves to getting work done for Vermonters. I, Emily, do you agree? I do. And, you know, in all of those things, there's also sort of naming that we did it all virtually. Yes. And so weren't able to make the eye contact through all of those really important, difficult decisions. And yet we did, we did do it. And I think we all, I think people understood the gravity and the opportunity in the moment. And it really helped us, helped yeah. us show up through the, through the tough times and the fatigue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the other piece of this, which I know is near and dear to, to Emily's heart, and I'm sure it is to you too, Olga, which is this was the most accessible legislative session we've ever had, mm-hmm. especially for those of us in the southern part of the state. Yeah. Right. So normally you would have to drive two hours one way. Maybe you got to testify or maybe you're committee that you went to testify actually ran out of time and you didn't get to testify. Um, Maybe you tried to get into a committee room, but it was all crowded and all you could do is, you know, sit outside the room, you know, with a bunch of lobbyists and advocates trying to listen in and then get back in your car 
and drive another two hours. So that that doesn't work for us in Wyndham mm-hmm. County and in Bennington, Bennington County when I think about my colleagues right across the, the county line. And so that's exciting to think about how do we going forward integrate what we love about in-person, mm-hmm. keeping the doors of the state house open really, as, as Emily said, being together in community, eye contact, um, hearing the lilt of people's voices, seeing their mannerisms in a different way, but also having it accessible to to people back home is is exciting to think about those changes. Mm-hmm. So. And um, has has the legislature, the state house, been able to have conversations about that? Do you have kind of a plan going forward about how we can keep that level of accessibility? A lot of conversations, um, as you might imagine with any sort of legislative endeavor, there are a lot of committees involved. So there is not one person or even two people that make those decisions. So essentially you've got, you've got a Senate rules committee, you've got a house rules committee, you have a joint rules committee, you have a joint legislative management committee, you have a state house advisory committee, um, you have yeah. the institutions committee on both In- sides. Exactly. Yeah. You have input from Sergeant of Arms, Capitol Police, um, all the attorneys and joint fiscal since they are in the Capitol, what we call a Capitol complex. And so we are starting to have those conversations. Those are going to be uh, difficult conversations all summer and fall as we try to figure this out. But it seems pretty clear that unless we have another big wave of infections, which I'm knocking on wood, which hopefully we won't have, that the House and Senate legislators will be back in person. Uh, the state house will will be open and then we'll figure out how to integrate the remote piece of it for, for witnesses, perhaps for um, fiscal analysts, for, for lawyers. And so we don't necessarily have to go back to exactly the way it was before with having all of those people in the same room at once. We do think it's important for legislators to be present. And so, you know, we are having those, those conversations now about if we are going to move in the direction of being back in person, there are some committee rooms that were unhealthy even before the pandemic hit. And, and that's actually even more true for the House than it is for the Senate. We had an airflow um, quality test essentially done, and the House rooms are in much worse shape than, than we are in the Senate. And so there may be a kind of dance that we'll have to do of doing some split shifts in some of the bigger rooms. So it's not clear what that's going to look like. Hmm. Um, but there's... I heard that there was going to be um, these like cool 360 degree cameras in all the committee rooms that, you know, they're smart cameras that when you speak, they zoom in on you. So it's not like, I don't know how often, if you've ever been in a meeting where everyone's in person, except you're the virtual one and you're just like sitting in a laptop, not really seeing anything. That is not a quality experience to have. But with these cameras, it'll really it'll be much more like the experience that you get when you're watching someone on Zoom and you see the individual face talking. It won't just be like this back of the room view. You know what I I like about that too is, sorry, Becca. um, No, no, go ahead. As someone who does not cover the state house regularly Mm -hmm. because just two hours driving 
from Southern Vermont. Um, I would sometimes listen to different audio versions that I could stream over VPR, even yeah. like when you were all on the floor. But because I didn't know everyone really well, sometimes just hearing the voice without seeing a face oh, is really, yeah. really tough. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, so that's nice to be able to have a face to 